0: Professor Karen makes our life miserable, takes advantage of her power at the school, and ultimately embezzles funds from a student group, cooks the books, and signs the money over to herself, all at the same time that she's treating everyone around her like garbage. Here's how we found out and what happened. Subscribe to Am I the Jerk on YouTube and hit the bell to turn on notifications. My husband works for a pretty prestigious university as the director of student life. He oversees a decent-sized staff and And their work encompasses all manner of student activities, groups, Greek life, etc. A little background before I get into the incident. A few months ago, we were expecting our baby. Most people on campus knew this and knew that my husband, let's call him Joe, would be taking paternity leave. When the big day came, I called him at work and told him it's go time. Meet me at the hospital. And he dropped everything and ran out the door as you do. In the delivery room, we had plenty of downtime. So from time to time, he checked his work email while I rest. He's looking through it and goes... Goes, what the F? A professor wrote him the most caustic, unhinged rant saying, basically, I came to your office to see you about a matter concerning my students and you weren't there despite the department hours clearly stating between 8 and 5 p.m. This is unacceptable and unprofessional. Contact me immediately, etc, etc. He laughed and said, won't she feel silly when she gets his out of office reply? But no, 10 minutes later, she's harassing him. Again, Finally, he sent her a very terse reply and it seemed that that was the end of that, but not for long. Every day for the next week, this professor came into the office demanding to know if Joe was there. More than one tear was shed by the staff during this time. I don't know exactly what she was saying or why no one else could do whatever she needed. The staff was kind enough not to burden Joe with this while he was on his paternity leave, but reports are that it was like having an angry dementor come through. On the first day Joe returned to work, he got to meet this professor face-to-face. He was in his office on FaceTime with me, actually, when yelling erupts from the hall. Uh-oh, he says to me. I bet that's her. We hung up, and what conversation happened in that office can only be imagined. Or, maybe he told me and I forgot. Hashtag newborn life. But, by all accounts, she was cantankerous, irate, and incorrect in what she was trying to do, and could not be told otherwise. As he is in charge of the department, but not of her, he could only put his foot down on the request, but not the behavior. Finally, she left and the whole situation was done and dusted. Finished and forgotten. But again, not for long. Fast forward to yesterday, I decided to pop in with the baby to surprise him and hope we could go for lunch. Also, to show off the baby of course. When we arrived, it was squeals all around from the office staff and one of the ladies took the baby for a tour around the building. I've been holding that kid for three months straight, so I was happy to let her. Joe's admin assistant told me he was in a meeting for another 10 minutes or so. And then she went off on the baby world tour, so I decided to sit in his office and enjoy merciful silence. But you guessed it, not for long. Enter the professor from hell. I knew it was her before she said one word. She looked like an ivory tower Karen with an, I want to talk to your dean hairdo. Professor Karen said, Does nobody work around here? This is outrageous! Where is the administrative assistant? Why is Joe even on the payroll if he's never here? Go find him! I said, What? And Professor Karen said, OMFG, are you too hungover to accept a simple direction? WTF is wrong with you! i have kick your butt out of class looking like that. I don't care where he is. Go and get Joe! Oh, you think I'm a student? Oh, I'm gonna pretend I'm not a student now, sitting in the office with the university sweatshirt and book bag. What grip are you in? Because Joe will be very interested to hear how inept you are. I'm like, book bag? Oh, yeah, diaper bag. I at this point I decided to write this out and hope he comes back to see it in progress. But what I say is, okay, let's say I'm a student. Why do you think I work here? That was exactly the wrong or right, depending on your point of view, thing to say. This lady came undone in a torrent of maniacal hissing and shrieking. Her vitriol knew no bounds as she directed me. The office staff, my husband, all students except hers, the building itself, I have never seen such a tantrum. As she's having her meltdown, I moved out of the chair where I'd been sitting and moved over to where a photo of our wedding that Joe hung up was. I leaned against the wall, like a cowboy with my foot up, arms folded, smirking. Unsurprisingly, she didn't notice the similarities between the beaming bride and the dumpy, sleep-deprived chick standing before her, but I remained committed to the con. After several moments of a non-stop torrent of verbal abuse, Joe is not even fit for a community college. How the F to get a job here. That was the one that made me chortle. She didn't like that very much. I hear a flurry of footsteps come flying down the hall. The admin assistant comes sliding through the door like Kramer, face white as a sheet. I ask her if Joe Jr. is okay. Another coworker had him in another office because they heard Professor Karen and didn't want his baby to learn what madness lurks in this world at such a tender age. She has exactly enough time to answer yes before Professor Karen unleashes the kraken in her direction, the ineptitude of moi. Ah, clutches pearls. Who the hell do you think you're talking to? I'm the administrative assistant. Me, still posed like the Marlboro man, points in my picture. And right on cue, here comes the man of the hour, Joe, complete with Joe Jr. in arm. The co-worker holding the baby had called his cell phone and told him what was happening and to get back here ASAP. Joe was livid. But that eerie, scary sort that is a Schadenfreude's lover's delight when directed at a deserving recipient. He handed me the baby and asked me if I was all right and then turned to the Professor Karen. First, Joe looked at the baby and said, you're all right, boy. Then turned to Professor Karen and said, get out and don't you come back till I've spoken to your department chair. I'm going to lunch. I told him boy do I have a story to tell you and out the door we swept off to lunch where we got pizza and migraines from laughing so hard. I don't know what action is being taken against Professor Karen but if I find out I will be sure to give testimony. Jumping into the future there was an update. Okay Joe talked to the head of the Department of Engineering and it turns out Professor Karen is an associate professor from hell and therefore untenured. ha. Joe Joe is leaving for a conference tomorrow and won't be back until Wednesday, so I probably won't know more until then. Stay tuned. There's another update. Administrative assistant is gathering a paper trail of literal papers that Professor Karen has submitted that she isn't allowed to and checks she signed that she can't sign. She'll also be forwarding all of these harassing emails from Professor Karen and making a written statement of Professor Karen's behavior. Joe will probably send the emails he's received to HR and the department chair, but he's not as heated now on his own behalf, but still livid about the way that the staff is being treated there, as he was the other day, and might not press too hard except in support of the staff. Jumping into the future again, there's another update. Not a very exciting update, but the administrative assistant has submitted her complaint to HR. Professor Karen's department chair suggested to her that she not contact Joe's department. Not for the least of which reason, the things she's trying to do can only be done by students, and she overtook their responsibility in an effort to mega-ultra micromanage them. Cue the surprise that she treats her students like that and usurped control of a student-led group. In all likelihood this process will drag on for some time and she'll probably get a slap on the wrist for both offenses. That might seem like it's all done, but several months into the future there is one last update. A few months ago I told the tale of a nightmarish professor who if I do say so myself, I showed up quite nicely. So many people have asked for an update and it long last I have one. That bee got censured and was asked to step down and out, to another institution, jail, hell, wherever. When we last heard from Professor Karen, she was making the support staff and administrative assistants cry on a weekly basis. During these summer months, most of the students have been off campus, but that hasn't stopped Professor Karen from bringing the drama. I'll warn you now, I'm going to obscure some of these details to protect the parties involved, innocent or otherwise. Part of what Professor Karen did that started all this trouble in the first place was steamrolling the lead of a student group she was mentoring, taking over their responsibilities and being an absolute monster to everyone involved. She was told upteen times that the group's treasury was solely a responsibility of the students and yet refused to let them so much as play a part. Long story short, even though she's given Joe a wide berth, she continues to be terrible to everyone else in the department. He could not let this go on and began a two-pronged approach to flush her out. In addition to working with HR and providing them weekly examples of her awfulness. He also asked the employee who works with the incoming and outgoing checks from and to student groups to dig deep. Sure enough, jackpot, Eureka, Professor Karen was signing the checks, she can't, submitting the checks, she can't, hence the fights with the office staff, taking over the funds from the group once received, cooking the books, and skimming off the top. In the same week, Joe received word from HR. HR that action would be taken and learned about the straight up fraud which probably caused Professor Karen to be an extra prickly pear. He received a call from the chair of Professor Karen's college. The guy was halfway around the world on vacation but he was so disgusted by all of this that he actually spoke to Joe to discuss matters. I like to think he was sitting on top of an elephant or drinking a Singapore sling while making this call. Professor Karen's horrendous actions now brought to light she was presented with a choice of police involvement or resignation. The last I heard, she hasn't made an official reply. Now, if it were up to me, I'd have chucked Professor Karen in the slammer and thrown away the key. But the powers that be don't live from messy drama like I do, I guess. There you have it, friends. There is our exciting, if not slightly disappointing conclusion. So long, former Professor Karen. Good luck finding a job in any school anywhere now So if Professor Karen's scheme this entire time was to steal the money from the student group, why would she be drawing attention to herself like this? If she was really trying to get away with it and she really wanted the money from this whole group to cook the books and keep it all for herself, wouldn't you think she would just lay low and not try and draw attention by screaming at random people in the actual building? The same building where she's pulling this whole scam off? Depending on how much money was stolen, she could be in some serious trouble. She might actually go to jail for this. I mean, if you're signing checks that are not meant for you, you and you're putting your name on them and they're actually getting cashed out, that's bad. But if you're signing somebody else's name that the checks are made out to, that's also bad. Maybe even worse because in that case, you're actually forging someone's signature. Out of curiosity, I looked up to see how serious it is to forge someone's signature. And the first result says, in most circumstances, forgery is a felony. Courts may sentence people found guilty of forgery to pay a fine or restitution to serve prison time. It also says the punishment for... For forging a signature is up to 15 years if it's used for identity theft, immigration documents, or military discharge papers. But in other situations, like this situation where you put your signature on a check, it's subject to state law. Probably the most funny part of this entire thing is the fact that the original poster just stood in front of the wedding picture, side by side with her in real life and her in the picture, and the professor had no clue that they were the same person at all, or maybe didn't even look. So anyway, let me know what you think. Was the punishment for the professor way too harsh? or just right. And if you were in this situation, how would you have handled it? Let me know down below. Am I the jerk for wanting to change my feminine name? I'm a 21 year old male and I have a feminine name and I want to change it. My family is furious. Shortly before I was born, my mother's sister passed away in an accident. My parents agreed to name me after her to honor her memory. And hence I was given what I feel is a female name, despite my family's insistence that it's a unisex name. Maybe it is technically, but I have always... resented my name. I realize it sounds very much like a first-world problem, but it has caused me a lot of grief in my life. Kids in school would always tease me for it. Whenever I have to give my name for something, people always double-take or ask if I'm being serious. I deleted tinder off my phone purely because of the nonsense I cop from girls about my name. I work in a school and even kids half my age tease me every day when they read my name badge. I could go on. I finally came to the decision that I want to change my name. The worst decision I ever made was talking to my parents for advice. They both lost their minds on me, but particularly my mother, that I would even consider it. I was labeled as ungrateful, disrespectful to them, and even more disrespectful to my aunts. My parents told my sister about my decision, who also flipped out and has continually told me how disappointed she was. My family has pretty much threatened to cut me out of their lives completely if I go through with this, which I don't really want to happen. Aside from this issue, I love my parents and getting to see them. I get on great with my sister and her husband as well as their new baby who I love. I also only have a small circle of friends who are busy with their own lives and I'm single. So if I lose all contact with my family, then I feel like I'll be totally isolated. I'm just not sure what I should do. I consider trying to change it secretly but if my parents found out, and they will, then I am screwed. Part of me thinks I need to just suck it up and deal with it, but I hate my name so much at this point. I really don't want to do that. I'm at a loss for how to deal with this. What should I do? Four months later, there was an update. It's been a little while since I posted this and I wanted to finally be able to give an update. A fair bit has happened since then. To cut right to the chase, I legally changed my name to Sabe, pronounced like Abe but with an S. The process was pretty straightforward. Four weeks and $204 later and I got my certificate in the mail. My original post got a fair bit of attention and I received some fantastic advice about how to go about it this, how to talk to my family, and how to make some compromises, and honestly, I am fine with how things went down. I ended making a final emotional plea to my parents to accept my decision. I made it clear how I felt about everything and how regardless of what they said, I was going to do it anyway. I made an offer to them that nothing would change, and it would be purely for my own peace of mind and mental health, and to my shock, they finally agreed. I am still Sabrina, and dad actually seems to be making an effort to try and calm me Sabe. He often has to correct himself. My sister seems disappointed in my decision, but has come to respect it. I will always be Sabrina to her, and I am fine with letting her continue to call me that. With all that said, I'm fine with still going by that name for my parents and my sister. That's how I grew up, so I'm used to it, and it's a little reminder of the old me. Even though I hated how it affected my personal life, it was still my name. For everything else, I am Sabe, and it feels like a huge weight off my shoulders. The day I got my new badge, at work honestly felt like one of the most powerful moments of my entire life. Even though, it's a pretty minor thing. Overall, I am very happy with my decision. So, was I the jerk? Ultimately, the parents came around, but how can you expect someone else, even if it's your kids, to live with a name that they really cannot stand, especially because it causes them all sorts of problems in their life? It's not just because the original poster didn't like the name, it's because that name made life a lot harder for him. So, the parents can't truly understand or relate to what he Going through. I mean, he had to get to the point where he's making a desperate plea to the parents. Not that it's their choice anyway, but even after all that, the sister still seems a little bit disappointed that he did it after all. I definitely get wanting to honor someone's memory, but this is you forcing someone else to honor their memory. So in this case, it's the parents forcing the original poster to honor her memory by living day to day with that name. As a kid, even having a slightly weird name will get you made fun of pretty much constantly. And if you have one like the OP where people are doing double takes and little kids are making fun of you, then it's probably not going to go away. It's one thing if you felt really connected to that name and you felt like it was you and it was your identity and that's what you want it to be versus someone named you this and you're desperately trying to get out of it. But In the end, thankfully, the original poster was able to change his name and didn't lose his family in the process. But let me know how you would handle this if this was your family and these were your set of parents down below. When you subscribe, make sure to hit the bell to turn on notifications. To finish listening to all the stories in this series, use the playlist at the top of the description. And next time you live stream, use the Cream of the Crop music. Search for Cream of the Stream on Spotify or whatever music platform you use for copyright-free music to use for your stream. It's free cream of the stream. Either way, thanks a lot for listening. We'll see you guys next time.